0: Reinvention is one of the hallmarks of a long-term career as an artist. The ability and the desire, the capacity, to take something that used to work a certain way during a certain season and do something new, something different with that same material, with that same pattern, with those same skills. One of the things I've admired about Krista Wells' career is her ability and her capacity to not just reinvent, as a writer, a songwriter, a podcaster, as a guide, but to do so in a way that paves the way and sets an example for other artists to do the same. I really enjoyed my conversation with her sitting down in Nashville. I think you will too. Check it out. How long have you been doing your podcast?
1: Um, I started it in the winter, I'm not sure, maybe February, (laughs) but I dropped off. I did like four episodes and then I couldn't keep up because of some other things I was dealing with. Yeah. So I've just started up again. Was it
0: like an intentional thing? Like I'm going to do a podcast or was it like, let's see what happens here? i like, wanted
1: it... to do a podcast for about a year, or I've thought about it, um, maybe for two years. And okay. I couldn't quite get to the point where, I, where it was a full on want to. Yeah. It was kind of like, I want to want to. Um, oh, that's good. <laughs> and I really do genuinely love conversations. Yes. And I, yeah. So I finally uh, just decided this year was my take action year in some ways. So I in thinking,
0: general, or specifically with that?
1: In, in 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 general. Okay. Um, yeah, I decided enough talk, do it.
0: <laughs> enough talk, time to record yeah, the talk. Yeah,
1: record the talk. Yes. So yeah. Because you've
0: been how? Actually, let's do this. Uh, we're in Nashville. Mhm. You're not from Nashville.
1: I'm not from Nashville. Where are you from? I'm an army brat originally. Yeah. So I'm from a lot of places. California once. Yeah. Um, A lot in the South, East Coast a little bit, and outside of Chicago and West, and then West Germany for four years. of Where in West Germany? Um, Kaiserslautern and Karlsruhe.
0: I've been to Kaiserslautern. Yeah.
1: They're not too far from one another, but um, yeah, I lived there for fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm.
0: It's a trip. Yeah. The military life is like, I mean, if it's I guess if you're thing. in it as a kid, maybe you don't necessarily see it, but I, most of the most of the brats that I know, uh-huh. they felt it. Like oh. it's not like like missionary kids are a little bit different. Yes. Like or you know, kids who, whose parents travel for work. Like it feels more normalized. There's something about like the military brat life that like you feel it differently. Yes. Emotionally.
1: I think it felt um, like its own bubble in a way. We felt. I felt um, that we were our own, like, subculture for sure. Yeah. And when my dad retired from the military, I was in 11th grade, and I did not like the idea of my dad wearing regular clothes. Going to an office and not coming home and polishing his boots. Like, it almost felt like, I remember the word civilian feeling like now we're just civilians I think I think in a way it felt special yes. like my, my dad took a lot of pride my mom, mom took a lot of pride in his work and in that you know so it's yeah it's yeah. a thing
0: it is a it is that's part of what I mean it is a per, it is a very particular mm-hmm. culture yes uh, and there's uh, this is this is probably an interesting there's a bit of a uniformity to it mm-hmm. that like regardless of the it's like the honor and the pride that comes with being in the yeah. military Again, it's different from like, you know, my dad worked for Chevron. We were here, 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 and here. Or like my parents were missionaries. There's some, there's the kind of unique experience to like, I've lived all over the world, had to because of the importance of and the honor of the the job. There's a very particular culture.
1: Yeah. There were some things I loved about it. Um, And then it, you know, it just gets harder as you're getting older as a kid.
0: Do you have a place as a child you remember feeling like home? Like that was like, this was home and it sucks we left.
1: Mm, I think that I only really felt that way about leaving Germany. And I think it might be the age, you know, because I was going into high school and it just felt like, no, 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 no. Let's, this feels great. Let's just keep staying here. Also, I think a beautiful thing about that particular experience is that it was in a way like all the beautiful things of small town life without the baggage of small town life, Hmm. because we had this small, relatively safe, close knit community with a a good bit of, um, diversity and things felt simple. It wasn't, there weren't a lot of church. There was one church, you know, there was one school. Everybody's in the same boat. Uh, However, you didn't grow up together. So you don't know each other's business and family. (laughs) You know, like a small town might have some of that gossipy thing. I I didn't experience it that way. So it just felt kind of dreamy. Like we kids felt so safe.
0: Yeah. What does that do for your experience of home as an adult? Hmm. Um, Like when I say the word home, is there a geography to it? Is there a, like, what does it mean for you to be Home. What is home for you now?
1: Um, I don't really... <clears throat> the word home doesn't mean a lot to me, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I feel at home with myself. I feel at home with anybody I love a lot. Um, I rem- when w- We did live in Raleigh, North Carolina, for quite a long time. And I remember l- towards the end of living there, having this moment with my former husband where he talked about planting a tree in the backyard and how... It would mean so much to our grandchildren one day, our great-grandchildren. And something in me just really bucked up. I was like, wait, you're acting like we're going to live in this house forever. And he's like, well, I'm just, I mean, do you want to live somewhere else? And I'm like, well, I don't know, but I don't want to be locked in. Like, maybe I do. I don't want to just decide right now (laughs) that we're staying here for our whole, and that kind of, so there is something in me and it could just be wiring. It might not be about the army life because every kid growing up in the army, you know, feels differently about permanency. But I don't like the idea of like, I'm renting a house right now and every once in a while, a friend will say, Oh, I hope you get to buy a house soon. And I'm like, why I don't really want to buy a house.
0: Well, that was the next question is like in, in terms of having a sense of like arrival. Yeah. do you still live there where you're like, I don't know what's coming next and I don't want to make yeah. decisions about it.
1: I can see myself staying in Nashville, um, but I, or as a home base, my dream life would be a home base, but then I'm like riding on balconies all around the world.
0: Writing <laughs> on just balconies riding, specifically. Yeah, like,
1: dude, yeah. I just like balconies and porches a whole okay. lot. So um, if there could be water. Which are all, which are fronts, all transitionary be, spaces. Oh, yes. Gotcha. Oh my gosh, I hadn't thought about that. I gotcha. <gasps> okay, you're like psychoanalyzing. I can see it.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll stop. Um,
1: it's very interesting.
0: Uh, but you've been in Nashville for how long now? Five years. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. You love it? I really love living here right now. I love the um, community I'm experiencing. I lived here in my early 20s and hated it. Yeah. Like hated its guts. I felt like it was so... Um, but you know, you and I were talking uh, briefly, or you mentioned projecting yeah. what you project yep. onto the world, and I was terribly insecure. And so, I, as a musician, of course, I hated Nashville because it just yes. felt like it exacerbated doing all the those. Thing yes. I'm doing, and it feels terrible. But yeah. now I I came back, um, you know, at a whole different season of my life where I'm not needing anything from. Hmm. <clears throat> The industry means nothing to me. I, I I live here. I do music. I am. I do not ever go down a music row. I'm not. I don't consider myself really a part of that world. Even though hmm. I have a ton of friends in that community, I'm yeah. welcome in a lot of spaces. But, um, I don't know. I've just found my own. It, it changes everything when you come into any kind of relationship or context without neediness. Yes. As a whole person, I know who I am. Hmm. I forged my life in north carolina removed from all of the things that nashville can offer yes so now i just really appreciate the community here that i find very supportive in the at least in my indie sphere
0: yeah um having started music um well having started like a career in the arts um a while ago you're in a sort of a not a, like a different different phase, but you're in a more developed phase, there's more happening. Do you feel like you're up to the same thing? Does it feel like right now this is like a new season and you're doing new things and mm. like reinvention? Or is this like the, is this like another phase or another extension of the same work? Is this one long continuous thing that's mm-hmm. happening through you? Or do you feel like you've had to make some clean breaks in terms of like how you express and who you are as an artist?
1: Um, It feels like an evolution uh, of the same thing, but with seasons of rapid growth within myself that has then altered what and how I express. Yeah. So it's not been outward decisions like to pivot. uh, Mm -hmm. It's just been, I am different. Oh, good. And so what comes out is is different. I <clears throat> I have said a few times, or many times, oh, I'm, I'm a totally different person than I was a few years ago. And one of my close girlfriends, she's like, no, you're just more of you. That's good. And I like that. Yeah. Um, I also, though, like the idea of I'm less of things that weren't me hmm. you know just a shedding of things that i thought were me but they had just they were like jackets i'd been piling hmm. on through the years <clears throat> um
0: how much of that process for you in terms of evolution change growth do you feel responsible to share publicly Like there's a there's that there's that line between I don't know if there's a line between there's sometimes a line, sometimes just a tension Mm. between uh, like public artistic expression and leadership.
1: Mm. Yes.
0: Um, Do you feel like a leader? Do you feel like do you feel a responsibility to take people somewhere? Because everyone is one of the gifts theoretically or possibly I'll say like not theoretically one of the possible gifts of good artwork is that it grants people permissions and languages you believe someone else's words more than you believe your own mm. inner dialogue there's a way in which like you can recognize that as an expression of leadership right do you think of that in terms of leadership like what what's that like and how like how responsible do you feel to take people in particular directions
1: that's such a good question nobody's <clears throat> ever asked me that but it's interesting because I do uh, feel more, I feel connected to the word leader. Hmm. Um, but I didn't, I think I resisted that and a few other words for decades. Um, Hmm. and I think that has a lot to do with fear of, uh, you know, responsibility and, and, and low self-worth and different things. But, um, I began I've recognized over the last several years that quietly there are a lot of people who follow have started to follow the work I do or the things I say hmm. um, who how do I say this like I was kind of I've been baffled by why they're following me they hmm. do they seem to be people who are leaders themselves so I'm yeah. I've been curious why they're interested yeah um And so I've been exploring that more consciously this year, actually, and have enrolled myself in some situations where I can learn from other leaders and learn how to step into that more because, like I said, I've really resisted it. But now I really uh, enjoy the space that I have, that's been given to me and that I've created where... I feel like part of my leadership and yours is is a subversiveness. <laughs> hmm. yeah. It's um quietly inviting people who inhabit the spaces we've come from and it to 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 ask questions that yeah. might have, that might feel uncomfortable, yes and foreign. And if that's leadership, like asking good questions. If that's part of leadership, I'm all in for that. Hmm. I'm not in for a brand of leadership that I... And maybe that's why I resisted it. Because there was some, there were connotations... Yes. ...that I didn't want to embrace. Yeah. I don't want to tell anybody how to... I don't want to tell people what to do. Because I don't like to be told what to do. I don't right. want to tell people what to think. Because I yeah. don't like to be told what to think. Right. But I do love good questions. Yeah.
0: That's part of the heart, I think, behind... I'm guessing when I say this, um, you are helping facilitate like writing retreats. Mm-hmm. You, the we ran into each other at the conference. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing works. Some of the works you're doing now are more in the direction of help. Yes. And helpfulness. Yes. Um, is that just is is that, a, is that a is that a does that come from like running into artists and who have questions? Is that, is that a response to like? because you know sometimes we make the work that we want to see in the world because it's in us sometimes we we hear enough stuff around us and like I can make something for that right so you 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 a bunch of what you're doing now has you're leading retreats for other yeah. people you're putting conferences on to address broader questions like grief right is that in response to what you see in the world around you? Is that what's going on in you? Like, where's that stuff coming from?
1: I think it used to be more of the response to what people were asking for. You know, you're an artist, you're making music, so people ask you how to make music. You're, you know, it definitely started there years ago before my own personal uh, crisis began. But um, I think now it's definitely a matter of me speaking all the things that I needed to hear Hmm. along my road, the things that brought me healing, the things that brought me to a a new level of awareness or growth, um, those are the things I'm interested in saying. And I think that's how we all work as artists. The things Hmm. we tend to emphasize in our songs or books are often the things that we, the messages that have been lost that we needed. Yes. And that's a beautiful thing. That's yeah. that's the gift of our suffering, right? Mm-hmm. Is that it becomes oh, now, you know, what was it that brought me out of um, death and into life? That's what I want to yeah make more of in the world, or make more accessible. Yes. And I and you know in the the world that I come from, there was a lot that was never on the table at the back of the. Sanctuary. There was a lot that was left hmm. off of that table because yeah. it wasn't deemed safe. And so I'm a big fan of going to unsafe places yes. now. Because that's where growth happens.
0: <laughs> Are there things you miss about, um, we talked about you feeling like being a pretty different person now mm-hmm. um, and therefore your art is there's more happening I and mean, I like the way yeah. your friend said it. it's like you're not necessarily a different person entirely there's just more of you yeah. and maybe some less so speaking specifically about like the, like there's less of certain elements are there things are there things that you miss about like early life art mm-hmm. musicianship touring are there things that you miss about that about that season that early on season is there is there a What's the word I'm looking for? Is there a nostalgia there for you? Or is it like, that's a season and it's over and I'm here and I'm happy?
1: Yeah. Um, I'm not, I don't tend to be a very nostalgic person um, anymore. And my early adulthood, like my career, my work, my official work in the world with music and art started rather late. Um, I I had dreams that I intended to do when I was a teenager and in yeah. college and then... Um, You know, I instead chose to build a family and not Mm -hmm. be on the road, not do music too much. So I didn't have that early experience even in terms of my early adult years to look back and be nostalgic about because it's all been relatively new for me, taking it out into the world. But um, yeah, if I ever get nostalgic for anything, it's my childhood, which was when it comes to create creative expression and play, Mm -hmm. it was like right. Full of what's the word? Like it was just, uh, it was just full of it. It was magical. Hmm. But I live that way now, so I I feel like I'm very, very connected to my inner child and hmm. live. Yeah. So the the years that I was uh, between, I'd say twenty and forty, um, there's nothing I'm really nostalgic about during that time. Hmm. I appreciate a lot of the experiences. I had great love. I had healthy kids. I had so much that I enjoyed. Yeah. But I haven't lost anything.
0: Hmm. That's good. That. Um, talk about your experience of the internet, being online, um, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Are these happy places for you? Are they healthy places for you? Are they tools? Like, talk yeah. about you living online. Yeah. Like. Uh, your relationships, is, we'll just start there. Is like, is that a happy, healthy place for you, or is it kind of a necessary, have to do? Like, what's it like for you to?
1: That's good. That's a good thing to talk about. Um, it is. It's, it's changed in different seasons, different moments. When I first entered, I kind of hated it because I was like, I don't even know who I'm talking to. You yeah. know, like, who's even going to read this? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, and so it took a long time to ease into it. And um, I really enjoy when I'm actually connecting with people. Like, I, I host workshops on Zoom. Love it, yes. love it. I feel like I, it's real, genuine connection. Hmm. I love uh, conversations that can emerge in people I've met, even through, you know, people who respond to an Instagram post or poem or whatever. Yeah. Real stuff happens there and, and people, especially on the artist and side recently, there are, there are just this small pocket of people who regularly, you know, write responses or share the responses to the writing prompts um, or message me about them. and I love these people like I have mm. not met them in real life there's yeah. an older gentleman who lives in Ireland named Robert Turner and I love Robert Robert if you're listening I can't <laughs> wait to come visit you Sunday so I love those things that are yeah. real that yes. happen there and um I really really um am a sensitive person who loves solitude and mm. so um I've become the healthier I have become as an individual the more bounded I'm becoming with mm social media. I What's a, that,
0: what's it, like give me an example of a yeah. boundary? Well, just you.
1: very recently I decided I recognized that <laughs> just like with chocolate in the house if it's here I will overconsume it. So if yeah. I don't I'm not to the point of health where I have like these I don't know, this willpower, this ability to draw lines externally like or internally. Yeah. with that. So with Instagram I realized I needed to delete it from my phone and reinstall it when I need it. So I delete it now from somewhere between eight at night and 10 at night.
0: You just delete the app.
1: I delete the app and it makes me instantly feel clearer Hmm. knowing that it's not even on my phone. So when I climb in bed and I have my phone plugged in there for the alarm I can't do one more scroll I can't do one more check I can't do it's just not on there anymore yeah. and if I it don't. was if you, it was on if it off. was there I probably would open it up one hmm. more time and when it's on my phone I wake up and I open it up yeah. and I don't like the way it feels it messes with even if it's not a conscious disturbance even not if nothing you know even if only good things have happened people have yeah. sent messages lovely messages or something it still alters my brain in yeah. some way to open it up first thing and I don't want to start the day that way so mm. I don't reinstall it now until 9 30 usually and that's only if I'm about to post a writing prompt on artist End generally yeah um, and then I do what I need to do on there and then I delete it again until huh. I'm ready to post you know something
0: do you keep, along with that, do you keep a, a somewhat regular schedule in order to achieve? In other words, you have several things happening mm-hmm. um, and kids. And yes. So do you have, do you map out your weeks, your months? Like how do you, it's not necessarily balance. I don't really buy the idea of balance. Uh-huh. But how do you space out your work? Do you have times like you're up at four, you're up, you know, six and you like, what's it look like for you to like mm-hmm. map out your actual work?
1: Um, I map things out, uh, weekly on a spreadsheet that's by the 30 minute intervals. And then I allow myself to rearrange it as needed. So yeah. I don't, I do have a plan, but I also Hold roll it, with it. it. Yeah. So I, I see myself as a river and I'm like one week does nev- no two weeks look alike. I like that. Yes. So I like. I'm very disciplined, pretty disciplined about waking up at six or seven. I'm very, very committed to um, meditation and exercise first thing, and then I get into my work. Yeah, you know, and I have a schedule. But I'm if 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 I really am not feeling like editing a podcast one day, I'll swap it around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Um, what will it mean? Well, let's we'll do two things. Um, how are you measuring success now? Because you know we have we begin our careers in any field with a particular understanding yeah. that usually gets handed to us by someone else. This is yeah. what will look like for you to win.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that changes. Yeah. Like.
1: Thank God. Thank
0: God. <laughs> also, you know, invariably, like it always changes. Right. Like everyone's wrong about that when you start. Yes. Like everyone is wrong yes. about that when you start. <clears throat> what does it look like for you now? Like, how are you? How are you measuring success?
1: There are four things that matter to me most. I've realized: um, connection, like real connection with people and with myself, hmm. um, creativity, freedom, and growth. Hmm. So I have these four things in front of me, and I'm like, that's these are my core values. Hmm freedom, growth, creativity, and connection. If I am living into all of those, that's it.
0: And those are internal, that's like your experience of it.
1: Right, so externally, I have a lot of enthusiasm towards my work right now. So I feel like in a very tangible, visible way, I feel successful in a day if I have honored my commitments to myself. If I said I was gonna do these things, and I did those things, or I renegotiated with myself and said, "You're going to write a song instead." I did that yeah. um, I want that's really about it. I don't have um any attachment to let me think if this is true <laughs> um, I have an attachment to i love freedom like i said that's one of my four things so one of the things that facilitates freedom for me is having enough money to not be stressed about money yeah so a measure of my success is having enough money that i feel free um that number can change with the season and the number of kids i'm taking care of i used to really crave acknowledgement and, credibility, and it's kind of fallen away, hmm. to, to be honest. Um, does that
0: come with disappointment or does it just come with maturity and you don't need anymore?
1: I think I just don't see myself so separate from anything or anybody or life itself anymore. I think I, my whole first few decades, I saw, you know, they talk about true self and small self or whatever, yeah. you know. And I just saw myself as separate and needing so much wow. in order to be whole and real and now i see my, myself as i love this image which i just quoted from alan watts recently that um you did not come into this world you came out of it like a wave comes out of the ocean and so i see myself as a wave in the ocean taking my turn you know rising up and and using what is in me to to be a part of the life of the world mm. um so I don't have any other measures of success right now as long as I think my my I am wholly committed to being on my path I'm committed to the path so if I'm on my path any given moment of the day that feels like success to me that feels hmm. good that feels right it feels aligned and I can sleep at night yeah if I make money or get attention for doing something that I feel felt unaligned with, hmm. that is not success. And I've recently said no to a couple of things that no longer felt in alignment for me, even though they probably would have contributed to outer success and opportunity and even money.
0: The bottom line type thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But during this season I at least for right now, that's not what I can live with. That's really
0: good. <laughs> yeah, there's the the success is a moving target. Idea and oftentimes the 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 uh, it's not cheap. It's just really broad answer to the you know to the question, um, you know, how do you measure success? Very few folks would be like, "Well, I would like to make one hundred fifty thousand dollars every mm-hmm. year for the next six years." Very mm-hmm. few, although a lot of us mean that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the thing that we often go to is the is that uh, successful means faithfulness. It's just it would be like a really really short cheap way to say what you just said. Yeah. but the specifics matter because mm. it's the thing to which you're faithful. Right. That like actually that's the thing that matters. Your faithfulness, and this is fascinating to me,
1: yeah.
0: that your faithfulness to, like has a a, uh, a qualitative element to it. Like to to what you're faithful changes the nature right. of your faithfulness. So if you're faithful to... A particular process that's fine but if you're faithful to your own experience of the thing that's a very different kind yes. of faithfulness
1: and it's interesting too like you said it it shifts so much through the years and a few years ago my answer would have been, been uh to some ears indiscernible from what i just said but it would have been very different on the inside. I would have hmm. said early on, "Oh, I don't care. I, I don't have any real goals. Whatever," and and that was me hiding from truth. Yes, that I did, did really want to be acknowledged. I yes. wanted. Yep. You know, I've been a person for who, in many instances, has been a part of someone else achieving outer success. I have yeah. written songs or been there for them with them, held the door open. Yeah. And wanted to not care about that yes and felt sadness that my life is going by and i'm not Hmm. but i think what was going on is at the time i thought what i wanted see they say anything that you want it's not that thing it's what you believe it will give you the emotion the feeling Mm -hmm. and i thought if i had that acknowledgement if i had that income if i then i would feel joy then I'd feel good about myself yeah mainly that then I would love myself yes in the last few years it's happened in reverse I Mm. learned to love myself and the other so now when I say I don't really need those things I welcome money for sure I love to travel I love to have cushion but that's not where I get the self-love anymore you know yes yeah And that's what I was after all along. So that's like, ooh, that's super fun. And it matters to me, but it's not the essence. I love that. So, Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: And thank you for joining us on this episode of the At Sea podcast. If you'd like to follow up with Krista Wells and her work, you can join her at kristawellsmusic.com. And if you'd like to be one of the folks who continues to help make this podcast happen, you can jump to patreon.com backslash Justin McRoberts and join the team. We'd love to have you. Until next time.